Amen. I wander all over the place. Amen. All right. I'm glad to be here. I'm excited when I come here. I, I uh, being a person from the inner city uh, and also being a part of two ministries in the inner city, I get excited about coming here. Uh, our church was like the League of Nations, and I feel like that's the way this church is. So I'm rather excited this morning. Turn your Bibles with the Philippians chapter 4. A little static going on until I slide this up to my shirt. You right, Pearl? Everything all right? A little cold? I'm a little hot. In fact, I'm ready to take my jacket off. There, we're good. Good in the hood. Everybody okay? You all right? Everybody ready for ice cream? Hurry up and preach, will you, so we can get done, so we can have ice cream, amen? How many here like ice cream? How come everybody's saying, okay, so then you who did not raise your hand, you're not getting ice cream. Sorry. We'll have to eat it for you, amen? I can eat some ice cream. Philippians chapter 4, beginning in verse number 4. I'm going to preach a message, being positive in a negative world. How many hear that the world knows is negative? You go to your own school that you have, they're negative. If you don't believe the way they believe, hello, you're not a part of the thing. But I listen... I don't believe the way they believe unless they believe according to the Bible, all right? Hello? I'm not going down that road. I'll probably go to jail one day, but that's okay. At least come visit me, would you please? Because I'm not going with them, amen? Hello? I'm not changing over. Hello? And I, I'll love people, but I'm not loving sin, amen? amen? All right, Philippians chapter 4, beginning verse number 4. Rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. Now, I don't know. <laughs> Here's the Apostle Paul has to say it twice. A guy who's in prison, who gets beaten with his compadre, and when he gets beaten, they're singing. Now, I don't know about you. Sometimes when I get things that go on with my life and things get a little bad, like I want to run somewhere and hide. Like, I'm not into rejoicing, but I'm supposed to rejoice. That's like a little different type of Christianity, isn't it? You get beaten. Hello? You didn't do anything wrong except preach the gospel. And, and, and you're, you're, because of your testimony, a Philippian jailer gets saved. Can I ask a question? Can I ask a question? When you're going through what you're going through in your life, do people see you depressed or do they see you rejoicing? Because we're supposed to rejoice when we're going through trials. Well, it's getting really quiet right now. Come on now. But some of us right now, we're struggling. And really, honestly, come on now. We, we struggle different times in our lives. All right? That's the first verse. And we didn't even get any further than that yet. Now, come on now. All right, here we go. Right, Crystal? All right, amen. I already know she's a crazy driver. I love her, though. I'm... Let your moderation be known unto all men. The Lord is at hand. Be careful for nothing. Now, that, that doesn't mean the way you think it is. It's to be cautious. To, to, to be understanding your surroundings and what's going on in life. 
You're not supposed to be, now watch, watch. It's not eat, drink, and be merry for tomorrow we die. Now watch what it says. But in everything, by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. Now I don't know about you. When I go through things in my life, sometimes, you ready, watch. I want to look for somewhere else for help. When God wants me to go to him for help. And I'm saved, right? And if you're saved, that's where we're supposed to go first. But sometimes in life, we just want to go somewhere else. Like we know somebody might have money. Come on now. We, we might know somebody can bail us out. And maybe God just wants you to trust in him. Hello. Getting really quiet this morning. Amen. Hello now. Woo. I'm about ready to preach some fire now. Come on now. All right, here we go. And the peace of God, which passes all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Now, when you get to have a problem, this is the way you're supposed to think. Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of a good report, if there be any virtue, if there be any praise, think on these things. Now, now here's what my dad taught me. I didn't, I didn't always obey it. He said, if you don't have a good thing to say, then keep your mouth shut. Because everybody can voice their own opinion on what's going wrong, right? Come on now. And you always can pick out what somebody else does wrong. But then you have three little fingers pointing back to you what you're doing wrong. Now, if you're perfect today, would you please just adjust your halo today? Okay? Good. I'm glad. All right. Verse number nine. Those things which you both learned and received and heard. Now watch what he says. And seen in me do. And the God of peace shall be with you. Now can I ask you a question? Could somebody follow you the way you live according to God's plan? Apostle Paul said what you've heard and what you've seen in me do. going wacko preach no we've never done that before but you never had brother kaiser here either all right let's pray lord we love you today thank you for your goodness i pray you guide and direct us today i pray for anybody here that maybe not is 100 percent sure they're saved and on their way to heaven i pray for anybody here today that lord god may be on the airwaves hearing and listening that that needed to be saved i pray they get saved today pray help us as christians to lord uh, focus on the way we should and to be more positive than negative. And we'll be careful to give the praise, honor, and glory, for we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Never did that before. Yeah, of course. Let me make a statement. It says this. Ignore me, I may not remember you. Correct me, I may resent you. Insult me, I may not like you. Encourage me, and I'll never forget you. Now, I work with teenagers and young people, and here's what I've learned. If I encourage a kid who might be somebody, like, for instance, I'll give you a perfect illustration. Nate the skate. You know Nate, right? Nate's all around everywhere. I mean, he's like a bouncing ball that doesn't run out of energy. What I learned about Nate, though, he said, how'd you know my name, Nate? Like, how'd you know my nickname, Nate? Ah, please. I make up nicknames, amen? Nate the Skate, I call him. But he remembers everybody's name. The kid, from what I can see, is pretty smart. 
I had a kid just like that, and I'll talk about it. Anybody hear the Ray Ray story? Have you, how many of you have heard the Ray Ray story? Okay, good. I'm going to talk about the Ray Ray story. Only one person. What is going on with this microphone? Lord have mercy. You have no idea what happens when, when the evangelist guy steps into this place. <laughs> Things happen that never happened before. I was just in a vacation Bible school last year when I was there. We had monsoon rains the first night of VBS. The preacher drove the bus to go pick people up. And when he went to go drive to pick people up, the water, when he crossed his little bridge, the water was up to the bottom door of the bus. And when he crossed over to go to the apartment building, there was 40 kids waiting to go there. So you just know I have no idea. All right, so let me get into the message. So I'm ready to eat some ice cream. All right, here you go. First thing, if you're going to be positive in a, in a negative world, number one, you must respond to God's love. Philippians 4, verse number 6 and 7. Be careful for nothing but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Let your request be made known unto God. And the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. God loves us in spite of us. John three sixteen and 17 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. For God sent not his Son into the world to condemn the world, but the world through him might be saved. Amen. So God loves us that much that he sent his only Son to die on the cross for your sin and my sin. And he loves me so much that he even loves me when I do wrong. Now, when I was growing up, when I was growing up, there was no time out in the Kaiser house. It was bottom out. Amen? Hello. And you got a beating. Amen? Hello. And that's just the way it was. And I never liked beatings, but sometimes I was too dumb and I got beatings more than once. Anybody like that in this house? Come on now. Come on now. And sometimes you'd be a little hard-headed. Uh, what I didn't like about my neighborhood, if you did something wrong on the block, somebody call your house. And then you get beat for doing something wrong. Amen? But my dad said that, I'm doing that because I love you. And I used to think, that's kind of dumb, isn't it? You love me and you beat me? So I used to say the same thing to my own kids. No, listen. If he didn't love me, he wouldn't correct me. We got a bunch of kids running around today that don't have respect for anything. When I hold the door for a young lady, they look at me like I'm from some other planet. Now, that's the way I was taught. I was always taught to have manners, please and thank you. Hello? Hold the door. Hello? We're living in a world today that things are changing a little bit. Amen? God also demonstrated his love by us in, in answered prayer. Turn your Bibles to Matthew chapter 7. Matthew chapter 7. Mrs. Swiatkowski doesn't love me anymore because she got thrown under the bus a little bit today. But it's okay. I still love her. Amen? Amen. She might even get right today. Who knows? Amen? Come on now. Hello. Come on. <laughs> She's got me. She's give me that look. You, you ever see that look? Yeah, was, that's the look right there. She just gave it to me. It's okay. I used to get those looks because I was married too. Amen? Before. Amen. Matthew chapter 7. Thank you very much. Beginning verse number 7. Ask, and it shall be given you. Seek, and ye shall find. Knock, and it shall be opened unto you. Let, let me ask you a question. When you were growing up, did you ever play hide-and-seek? Okay, my grandsons, we used to play night hide-and-seek. And, and it would be dark. And I bought them these headlamps. 
was hysterical if I ever showed you the picture of my grandson. Now, my one oldest grandson, who's Peyton, he just, he just likes to hide in places so you can't find him. So I'm hiding my eyes and I'm counting. And all of a sudden, my, my mom, my wife is out there watching. He gets in, I hear the click. He got inside the dryer. And clicked the door. He thought, this is a great place to be, amen? He'll never find me in the dryer. Hello, I might not find him. He might die. Hello? I thought it would be a great thing. I should have turned the button on him. But I'm just saying, not, it's, not, it's your grandson. What's the matter with you? <laughs> so, so, could you just imagine? I mean, could you imagine? Anyway, so, so I, I, have, I hear the click. So I go over to find him. And, 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 and when I open the door, he sticks his head out, and he's, he's beat red. Now, he's got red hair anyway, and light skin, and he's, he's beat red. He said, Poppy, this was a good place, wasn't it? I said, yeah, but if I didn't find you, you would have died. He said, but maybe you wouldn't have found me. <laughs> I'm thinking like, hello, <laughs> hide and seek. Verse number eight. For everyone that asketh receiveth, and he that seeketh findeth, and to him that knocketh it shall be open. Can I ask a question? When's the last time you kept knocking at God's door until he answered? I get convicted sometimes when I hear from Pastor Clark, and he says to me, um, those two houses that we have for the dormitories for our college, he said, I, I've been praying for that for 25 years. 25 years. You mean it took 25 years for God to answer that? Yeah. And bought the house cheap. Can I ask you a question? You been praying for anything for 25 years? How about people getting saved? That'd be a good thing to pray for. A long time about. Hello. Keep knocking, man. Hey, eventually God's going to answer. God always answers, you know. It's yes, no, or wait. Do you know what I don't like? I don't like waiting. Hello? I, 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 okay. Do you know what I don't like waiting? If I go to a fast food drive-thru. First of all, they get your order wrong when you get there. If you don't check your order, you're messed up. Because when you go on the road and you go down the road, you don't feel like going back. And sometimes, hello? Hello? I might want to get a little out of control. Because I don't think, how hard can it be? And then you find out that they don't have anybody working there. Like most of the people there are clueless. I was in the Denny's. I, I couldn't believe it. I'm in the Denny's. I'm sitting down. I'm in the Denny's. So when I'm sitting down at the Denny's, they got a robot who delivers your food to you. What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Doo, 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 little robot. I'm thinking, this is nuts. You want to take all personality out of it? But I guess you can yell at a robot, amen? And the robot doesn't care, amen? But I'm saying, in my life and in my time, do I stay at it to praying until God answers that prayer? Pretty big deal. To be honest with you, convicted right now at this moment, I don't pray long enough for something. And I'm just the kind of guy who I like to have prayers answered yesterday. 
Watch it. Here you go. And what man is there of you whom, if his son asks bread, will he give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, will he give him a serpent? If ye then, being evil, know how to give good to give good gifts unto your children, how much more shall your Father which is in heaven give you good things to them that ask him? Therefore, all things whatsoever you shall you would that men should do to you, do even as you sowed to them, for this is the law and the prophets. So let me ask you a question. I was talking a little bit, just a little bit in Sunday school. It's not my phone. Lord have mercy. I was going to have it. Okay, now watch. Sometimes, I don't know if you do this, sometimes I pick and choose who I'm going to help. So I had, I had a fellow in my bus route. And uh, his name was Ray Ray. He was sort of like Nate. Everywhere. When, 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 when Ray Ray would get on the bus, Ray Ray would get on the bus, he'd go all the way to the back of the bus, and he would climb under all the seats to get to the front of the bus. Now, do you have any idea what the floor is like in our buses? He always wore a white shirt, blonde hair, blue eyes. When he got to the front, he was black as could be and he would say this i made it to the front and i'm thinking what in the world is your mother going to think when i drop you off and you're like they're going to think what kind of church do you go to amen now the pastor would say to me now you do know that uh you do know that ray ray has to stay with you everywhere you go so i used to have to put ray ray up on the pulpit because that's the only way I could keep him in front of me. Amen? And, and, and so Ray Ray rode my bus for about six months. And one Saturday I went knocking there. And they were gone. Typical bus family. And we started praying to find Ray Ray. He had a sister, Kathy, which was really a nice girl. But he, but he came from a bad house. Uh, mom mom was, a, was a drug addict. And, and dad was an alcoholic. The kid didn't have a prayer. And so we, 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 we couldn't find him, so we prayed for us to find him. And it was a Tuesday of vacation Bible school. We had morning vacation Bible school. And I'm dropping the kids off on a Tuesday, and uh, all of a sudden I hear this, Pastor Kaiser! Just like that. Girl, I stopped the bus. Who is that? And it's Kathy, Ray Ray's sister. She said, she said Pastor Kaiser, we moved right here. And you just drove the bus down. What are you doing? I said, we're doing vacation Bible school. She said, can we come? Can we come? Hello. So I said, okay, tomorrow. Be ready. About 830, the bus will be by. I'll pick you up. Be ready. Okay. Okay. We'll be ready. Okay. So I drive. I pick all the people up. I forget to write it down. I go back to the church, opening assembly. The phone rings. I pick up the phone. It's Kathy on the other phone. On the other line, she says, she, I, I hate it when girls cry. You know what I mean? And women cry. Oh, Pastor Guy, stop your crying, will you? Stop. I'll send somebody out to pick you up. So they go to get the van, and they go out, and they pick them up. Now, everybody knows I'm doing open assembly. They know Ray Ray's coming with me. Ray Ray doesn't go in class. But they decide to put Ray Ray in class. Now, inner city church, no windows. 
And that we cut holes in the wall to put fans in there to get ventilation. So they put Ray Ray in class, and I'm looking in class. And he's sitting. I mean, it's just awesome. He's in there. He does the craft. He does the game. He listens to the Bible lesson. Now, we don't have any little kids here. And when he gets out, when he gets out of class, he comes running out and coming down the aisle in the hallway, and he jumps up in the air, and he says, I got saved today. I, I don't know what he would have done if I wouldn't have caught him, amen? He would have hit his head flat on the ground, amen? So I catch him. I said, wow, I'm thinking to myself, wow, demons get saved. That's really awesome, amen? <laughs> so we get on the bus, and I'm thinking, here you go, ready? We think this way, ready? We'll see. We're so wicked. We're so wicked. And when he got on the bus, he didn't run all the way to the, from the front all the way to the back. He sat in the seat. I said, wow. This kid must have really got saved, changed his life immediately, amen? I mean, it's unbelievable. I drop him off. It's Wednesday. Wednesday night I go to church. When I go to church and I get home, it's, it's about 845. My phone rings, and it's, it's Ray Ray's mom. Her name is also Kathy, just like her daughter. She said, uh, she said Pastor Codgers, there's been an accident with Ray Ray. She said, um, do you think you can come up to the Children's Hospital? I said, what happened? She said, if you just come, I'll explain to you then. So I, I have no idea. So I head up to Children's Hospital. It's, it's Wednesday night. It's about 9 o'clock, about 9, 9.30 by the time I get to Children's Hospital. And she meets me at the door. She said, um, the, the place where we moved right down the street from us is an abandoned warehouse, and, and the kids cut a hole in the fence. And wh what the kids would do is they would go down there, and there was abandoned boxcars on the tracks left over from a, from a warehouse that was closed. And what the kids used to do is they used to climb up on the ladders and go, I, listen, I was, a, I was a city kid. I used to do that stuff too. So Ray Ray and his two buddies, they decide they're going to go down there. So, so Ray Ray is the first one up the ladder on the side of the boxcar. And what he does not know is above his head is a high-tension wire from Amtrak with 30,000 volts. And when he climbs up the top of the ladder to get to the top, the wire hits him on his head. And now he does the next most unthinkable thing is he grabs the wire to get it off his head and now just created a ground on a metal ladder and the electricity shot through his body and shot out the side of his leg. It burned his clothes completely off his body and turned him charcoal black and he was burned with 95% of his body was burnt. Fell to the ground. The two boys that were with him were so afraid that they ran home. And his mom found out about it two and a half hours later. She said, she said Pastor Kaiser, when you get up to the room, it, um, she said, uh, it doesn't, he doesn't look like he used to look. And I, I, looked, I looked into the hospital window, and his head's like three times the size. He, he's charcoal black. He, he's, in, he's, he's packed in ice all the way around him. And he's got a morphine drip to try to alleviate the pain. 
And I'm thinking, whew, I'm going in here. I've got to be strong for this kid. And when I go into the room, he says something to me that I'll never forget as long as I live, and I hope you never do either. He said, Pastor Kaiser, he said, I know I'm going to die. He said, but could you make sure that my mom and dad get saved? Woo! Now, I'm going to tell you exactly what I did. I fell to my knees. I thought, here's a kid who's a demon who's riding my bus that's got more burden for souls than I do. Now, I don't know where you are, but let me just pause here for a minute. When's the last time you gave somebody a gospel tract? When's the last time you got concerned about somebody's soul? That's a nine-year-old kid just got saved. What I learned is this. You ready? Watch. When you first get saved, you're on fire, and then the fire goes out. And then you just think like, well, let me just help you. 2.2 people die every second. Just let that sink in for a minute. Ten days later, Ray Ray dies. I do his funeral. Mom was so strung out, she couldn't even handle the pressure. Dad was drunk. Two ants got saved, we rejoiced, but we were just burdened about a nine-year-old kid's prayer. About a month later, the mom called me, and she said, Pastor Kaiser, we, just, we moved down to Wildwood, New Jersey, because I couldn't stay in Philly and just be reminded of what happened to my son. She said, do you think you could come down and visit with me? And I took my wife down there, and about an hour later, she got saved. The first place she wanted me to take her to was church. And when I took her to the church, the door was open, but nobody was there. But I knew the pastor there. I said all that to say this. There's a nine-year-old kid. When he got saved, his life changed. Can, can I ask you a question? Has your life changed since you got saved? And in, in my case, you ready to watch? I had to reprogram the way I thought. Because my goal on that kid was the way he was, not what he could be. Sometimes in life, we need to just remember, you ready? Watch. God gave you a second chance. Why don't you give somebody else a second chance? Got to have a little mercy. Got to have a little grace on people. Allow them to be where they are. And I've learned that through many times in my life. William Carey said, expect great things from God Attempt great things for God. Can I ask a question? Are you attempting anything great for God? Do you know what this church could be if everybody in this room got sold out for God? We'd have to go get a build a bigger building. Go get another building. Hello? What God could do in my life if I just surrendered and I love God the way I should love God. With all my heart, soul, mind, and strength. And watch it. And I love people. You ready? Like I love myself. Because I love myself, you know. I take care of myself, you know. Hello? You got to make sure that in your life you change the way you think. I had another girl. She was a teenager, 16. Her name was Kim. She, come to, she came with another friend, Jeanette. Jeanette, when she came, she, she I don't know, I came in. I, the preacher said, lay down the, lay down the law. Now, this Kim girl was bossy. You ever meet a bossy girl? Please, don't get messed up, guys, with a bossy girl. Amen? Like, they just like to run things. I mean, they're just bossy. Anyway, uh, so bossy. So, so, so one time, 
she got mad. And she didn't like what we were doing. And she said, I'm leaving. I said, no, I brought you here. You ain't going nowhere. She said, you ain't telling me what to do. You know what I wanted to do to her? Choke her little neck, amen? I said, no problem. I'll call your mother. Now, from that point on, when I dealt with her, she became my friend. And now, whew, she's at Burton Gates Church and married a guy. <laughs> and they're working with teenagers. You know, I, I, listen to me. I, I, I look at these kids. I'm, I'm looking here. You ready? I'm looking. I'm looking like the potential. Amen. Potential. But that's all it could be is potential. But we have to make sure that we recognize, number three, we recognize the best in others. Do you know it's easy to point out negative stuff? Like last, last night we had a steak. If you wanted to, you could complain, but I couldn't complain. What, are you kidding me? I got a steak. Did, did anybody have any ribs brought home from, from, their, from their men who came to eat steak? What? They didn't bring no ribs? Pastor said you could take ribs home to your wife. You did? Smart man. Anybody else? Bro man. You didn't bring no home to her? What's the matter with you? Oh, my soul. Good night. He ate the whole thing. You know what I mean? Hello, please. Watch now. Watch now. So here's the challenge, and I'm through. If all of us would just this year in 2023 just get interested in one person, not a hundred, one. Go out of your way to help one. Make it an effort upon you and in your heart to reach one. One. I didn't say a hundred. I said one. How many of us know one person who's not saved? Hello? I mean, just reach one. Now, you might have to get ten before you get one to come. I'll close with this illustration. I was, I was feeling like I wasn't being used. And I just felt like... I was a little stale, and I just asked the Lord. You probably heard this illustration, but it's good. I said, God, could you, could you send me a family to help? And it wasn't, it wasn't even a couple weeks. And we had a nurse in our, in our church. Her name was Michelle. And she said, Pastor Kaiser, there, there's a boy that's in, in the hospital. Who, uh, his name is Jason Park. And uh, he was out playing basketball on a portable basketball net. He went to dump, dunk the basketball. And when he dunked the basketball, the whole thing collapsed. And his leg just compressed. And his nerve, he's got nerve damage in his left leg. And he's having a hard time walking. She said, could you come and visit? So I go one Friday night. And when I go one Friday night, you, you would have thought there was a party in this place. There was. They're Italians. They got the guy's whole bed filled with food. I'm thinking, what in the world is going on here? Italians. Eating, snacks, cheesecake. Hello? 
I'm thinking to myself, I ain't going to be able to talk to anybody. There's like 30 people in this room. I said, uh, I, I said, uh, Ms. Parks, could, could, could I talk to you for a minute? Could, you think I could come back like Tuesday? Because it looks like you're having a party in here. I mean, I, I'm not going to be able to talk to anybody. So I set it up for Tuesday. I go back after visitation. And they, they, had, they had a bi-level home, so downstairs was the basement. So when I pull up to the house, it's about 8.30 at night, and I look down, and there's people everywhere. They got three or four kids. She invited her daughter out back. She invited her mother to come. She invited her sister to come to bring her niece with her. So there's like 10 people down there. I'm thinking, what in the world is going on here? Like, what am I going to do? And the Lord said, just preach Jesus. Give him salvation. Amen. See what happens. Amen. And I preached salvation. And the only one that was saved was the mother of that family, Anne. She got saved at camp, but nobody else was saved. The rest of the nine got saved that night. And I was there at about 1 o'clock in the morning. And, and, and so the, the greatest thing about that is they came to church on Sunday. Come on! Woo! Glory! Sometimes you get people saved. They don't show up for church ever. Amen? They come to church. So then they say to me, they say to me, you think you could teach us the Bible? Like every Tuesday night. So for six months, for six months, I told them the Bible. And I was there from 8.30 to 1 o'clock in the morning because I always got to have food. Hello. Wound up getting the husband saved and then the other husband saved. And then as we were going through there, there was a girl, a young girl there. She was 17. Her name was Janine. She was studying English. She was going to go to college. She was just getting ready to graduate. And she asked me this question. She said, um, she said, Pastor Kaiser, do you think it's right for me to date somebody who's not saved now that I'm saved? I said, I mean, two can't walk together unless they be agreed, but you just got saved. Invite the guy to Bible study. Maybe he'll get saved and both of you will be the same way. So he goes back. She goes back to him and he doesn't want to be part of it. So she dumps him like a hot potato. Very rarely do people listen to your counsel. Come on now. She dumps him. So, about a month later, we set up a missions trip to go to the Dominican Republic. So she's going to go. And when she goes, she looks at the preacher's son, the missionary, and said, I like him. I said, Janine, he's engaged. She said, well, you told me if it's God's will and I pray that God can break the engagement up and I can marry him. I said, now she's preaching to the preacher. Amen. Come on now. So I pulled the pastor over to the side, which is her, his dad. I said, Brother Ron, do you, do you? he said, really, I don't, I don't think this girl's right for him. We leave. Two weeks later, he breaks up the engagement. And they start a long-distance relationship to the Dominican Republic when FaceTime wasn't around, writing letters. How foreign is that? Hello. The next year, we go out to go to the Dominican Republic. He proposes to her on the sands in the Dominican. 
The next year they get married in Dominican Republic. No, they get married back here. And she now has three children. And they went around before she got, when she got married, they went around, traveled, and raised support. And now they're missionaries in the Dominican Republic. These support them. They're just great people. Janine keeps saying, when are you coming? When are you coming here? Now I'm through. So where are you at in your life? I mean, one day we're all going to stand before God. My wife didn't know her day was going to be then. And I don't know when my day is going to be. But I'm going to give an account of my life. Watch it. You're not getting into heaven by being good. Doesn't matter how nice you are. Doesn't matter how good you are. It doesn't matter even, even if you're ready. You're keeping the Ten Commandments. You only get to heaven by one way. It's putting your faith and trust in Jesus Christ and him alone and nothing else. First, you've got to admit you're a sinner. The Bible says in Romans 3.23, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. I, I didn't have a problem with that when I heard that. I'm a sinner. How many of you have ever done anything wrong? Raise your hand. And if you didn't raise your hand, you did something wrong. Amen? Come on. Well, it doesn't matter with you. You don't have to teach a baby to do wrong. They do that automatically because that's their nature. You have to correct them to teach them right. B, you've got to believe. Acts 16, 31. Believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved in thine house. I said, believe? I can believe that. That's true. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Amen. I said, the last thing you've got to do is you've got to call. I said, man, this, this sounds way too easy. Why do people complicate it? Because it's religion, not a relationship. When you get saved, it's a relationship. It's not religion. Call. So July 6, 1980, I called upon the Lord to save me. Woo! I've been saved ever since. Amen? Mess up beyond measure. So my question is, are you saved today? Are you somebody that God could use to be a little more positive to people? Or are you somebody who's just a little more negative? Preach. Heads bowed, eyes closed. Preach.